Welcome to the Smart Women in Business podcast with me, your host, Jane Mackay. We've got big ideas for small business. Hello and welcome to the Smart Women in Business blog and podcast. Today I'm talking to Alana Kazakovich, one of Australia's leading kinesiologists, energy coaches and yoga and meditations teachers. Alana is a whole food lover and entrepreneur with a past life spent working in the corporate world as a CPA accountant, never pick that. Alana's own health journey with chronic fatigue and autoimmune disease taught her that slowing down, finding moments of stillness, living in the now and listening to your body's inner wisdom and intuition are not just important, they are essential. Originally from Gippsland, Alana is passionate about teaching women to live in alignment with their innate cyclical energy, menstrual cycle and the moon. She helps women shift their energy and take back their inner power and self-care rights by making themselves the number one priority. Welcome, Alana. Yay! Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's very exciting to have you here. I've known Alana from around the traps on the interwebs for a little while. So it's a real pleasure. I absolutely love um, kinesiology. So I'm excited to talk to you about that, your your total zone of genius. But tell me about your business journey because I, I never knew you were a CPA and how yeah. you got to where you are right now. Yeah. So obviously in school, in high school, you know, what are you going to be? I don't know. When you grow up. I had no bloody idea what I wanted to do in high school, but I love numbers and I love reconciling things and I still do. I still love zero. I still love doing my accounting side of my business. That'll probably never change. It just wasn't what I was passionate about. And I was very, very good in the corporate. Like I, you know, I was great at connecting people in corporate and getting processes and systems in place, but it still really wasn't what, my heart wanted. So high school, I was like, all right, let's do accounting. I ended up um, getting a traineeship actually in the energy sector. I worked for Loyang Power for 12 years. Which is in Gippsland. Yes, you and I. I'm not from Gippsland. I'm from Melbourne where you are now, but I now live in Gippsland. Yeah. So, um, and I did my degree part-time. So I worked full-time and did my degree part-time. So I studied for nine, 10 years, did my CPA, um, AGL brought Loyang out and I was like, you know what? I want to move to the city. I was single. I wanted to just live a little. Single. Yeah, do all those <laughs> things. Um, I also did dancing as a child. I, you know, I did a lot of ballet and competitions and Steadfords and all those, blood, all those things that you do in childhood. And I was like, I want to get back into dancing. So I, that was another drive of moving to Melbourne was I got into Latin dancing. Woo. Um, yeah. And I, you, could, you can't do dancing for adults in Gippsland. That's just, that's one downside of living in the country is there's not that accessibility to mm. some of these lifestyle things that um, I was craving. So I moved to the Big Smoke. I uh, started working for AGL. And I had had this sore foot ankle that I couldn't heal. I'd tried physios and different doctors and all these things. And a friend said to me, go and see this kinesiologist. Uh, well, he is a kinesiologist. Go and see this chiropractor. He's actually a chiropractor. And he did applied kinesiology. I think he might be able to help you because they wanted to sort of with my ankle, um, give me surgery. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Anything but that. Yeah. Cause I was, oh, you know, I've had cortisone injections. Nothing was working. Mm. Anyway, I saw this chiropractor. He did this applied kinesiology muscle testing thing which just feels like magic the first time you have you go what what are they doing what are they doing um you know he'd give me a few supplements and things as well and my ankle got better and i was like mind-blowing what the hell just happened <laughs> it's bizarre yeah when and it then first it's like, happens Obviously, he, do, he dealt more with the physical aspect of the body. Applied kinesiology, if you go see a chiropractor, they quite often is just the more physical. They don't usually get into the emotions or the spiritual side. So he's like, I think you should go and see. He had in his clinic a lady who did more the holistic everything as well. And so I went and saw her and again, whoa, how did she know about that stuff that happened to me back when I was a child or this and that? I don't know this person. Anyway... I got curious and started studying. I was working full time. I was probably very burnt out 
but I was a go-go person. Um, I didn't like to stop, you know, dancing too much, socializing too much, working too much, but my body was crashing. And so I started studying kinesiology and then within three months, chronic fatigue had hit him completely. It's like the universe said, you can't study this stuff. Start learning all this stuff about the body and energy and looking after yourself and you're doing the complete. Here, Mm. go and sort your life out. (laughs) I mean, I love the universe when it does that sort of stuff, but I'm like, don't don't have to prove it to me so strongly. (laughs) It was a lesson I had to learn. And so I started studying kinesiology and I got sick with chronic fatigue I had 12 months off work because it was actually really severe and I didn't realise I was as bad as I was. Turns out I also had Lyme-like disease, like Lyme's disease, which in Australia isn't really recognised. And so I kind of had a year and a half where I really just sort of looked after me with studying still my kinesiology. Um, And then I created my kinesiology business. Yay. Um, Yeah, and it just went from there. So 2006. 17 I think it was where I sort of after I finished studying I was like because sometimes you go into studying some a holistic modality and you're like is it just to study it or is it actually to do more and I was like no I actually want to help people Um, and so that was my journey and then I started seeing some clients in Gippsland which I still do because they're at the time, four or five years ago, whatever it was, there wasn't that many practitioners down there. There's a few more now, which is lovely. And I was living in North Melbourne, so I started in North Melbourne. Um, Now I'm Bayside in Melbourne and I still go to Gippsland. Um, Was going every month. I'm kind of changing it to almost every eight to 10 weeks. Um, Just because travel, kinesiology isn't an easy modality either to It's not very mobile. If you can see all this lovely (laughs) stuff behind me, I have to pack a lot of it into suitcases. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it's a lot of energy and effort. But because of COVID, and I'd already started doing this before COVID, I actually work online as well because energy is universal. It is. You do not have to have a physical body in front of you to order in order to heal or shift the energy or come back to equilibrium or harmony you can do it over the, the lovely web over the internet it's so kind it's, of that was kind of my business journey and kind of got me to where I am right now and yes now I'm more I do see children and I do work with some men as well but predominantly working with women around taking care of themselves listening to their inner, inner intuition um, prioritizing self-care because literally my burnout story was putting everyone else in work first for 30 years because I hit rock bottom at age 30. Um, And really starting to work with the energy of the menstrual cycle um, and the moon. More the moon, obviously, if you're not bleeding anymore, but they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. So because a lot of women were not taught how to basically... Um, create businesses or live in alignment with this inner wisdom that we have. And this is why a lot of women get burnt out because every week of our cycle is different Mm. and we don't have a 24 hour energy cycle. It's 29 or whatever your menstrual cycle, energy cycle. It's not the same every day like men, but our society and our businesses are quite often um, built on this concept of 24 hours and that we should be the same every single day. But we're not. No, we're not. I say to my husband, it must be really nice to wake up one mood every day, all the time. And he goes, yeah. It's only Is their that testosterone, not how it works really. No, they've got testosterone. Like, they do have, obviously, a little bit of estrogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they really just have testosterone rises like the sun, and it goes down like the sun. Yeah. We don't do that. No, we don't. <laughs> People go, well, like, why are you so tired today? I don't know, mate. I just stand, you know, and it I'm can 20, be day 25 of my cycle and I'm about to bleed. That's probably the answer. I'm feeling quite tired. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know, it's like, I always know when my period's coming because the day before, because my, my cycle is very irregular. Um, the day before I always want to divorce my husband, like hundred yes. percent of the time, every yes. time. And, and I want to go and live in my cave alone just for that day. Yeah, and a lot of, I get a lot of women and I teach this is that, that that week before is our autumn phase 
um, and it is the, the, the unraveling, you know, shedding of the things that aren't serving us. And quite often it's your partner or your husband. Like I, I, say to my, I say to the women that are in my membership at the moment, don't worry if the week before your cycle or a couple of days before you bleed, you want a divorce. And it yeah. happens every single month. Every single month. <laughs> I love him to pieces. And then it's all over and then I'm fine again. Yeah, because it's literally just that hormonal shift. It's so weird. But it's not something that we're taught. It's not something that we're even familiar with, most yeah. women. We just push, push, yeah. push. And that's why we get into that burnout. Yeah, because as I was saying, every single week we have, an, you know, we have a summer. That's mid-cycle. Then we have the autumn, which is the week before we bleed. We have winter, which is the bleeding week. That's menstrual week. And then the spring is the week when we're coming out of it, you know. And yet you do. You start to have this. So you have two yin um, feminine weeks and two yang masculine weeks. So your spring and your summer is, you know, when you should be posting on social media, for instance, <laughs> or creating an event. Or, um, or scheduling your planning. social media. <laughs> or, or, or not. We're not doing it at all. Um, but when we work in alignment when, with what our energy is doing and where we are in our business, boy, can we be really efficient. Mm. And then the knowing that, you know, maybe the PMS week, I'm kind of finishing up projects and um, allowing ourselves to just, you know, complete projects and tasks that haven't happened or read that blog or um, go to bed a little bit earlier. And then when we're bleeding, we kind of perhaps not completely I actually have a day or two where that I don't work around my cycle as much as I can because mine isn't like a bang on 28 days, unfortunately. No, but the first two days of your bleed, we should be really compassionate. Like if you don't feel like doing something, don't do it. Do it in <laughs> summer and spring. Hey, guys, you have, you have permission. To push through. Permission Whereas, granted. Yeah. So that's, it's really important, especially as women in business, um, and, you know, if you are a mother and I'm, start, I'm going to be actually writing a program for teens around this work is that we weren't taught from a young age that we do bleed. I mean, well, our menstrual cycle, every week of our cycle is a different energy and that mm. we should be doing different things or not being so hard on ourselves because we are our own worst critics. 100%. Yep, we are. Shocking. And then quite often if, you know, we're not thriving in our business. It could be because you have this blockage around your energy flow. Mm. And, you know, a lot of women who come and see me quite often, they are like racehorses. They're just, and it's like, you can't, you can't thrive in your business if all you're ever doing is not taking care of yourself, yeah. <laughs> not listening to your inner wisdom. And, you know, that back pain is actually because, you know, you don't have support structures that you're needing to thrive because when we have high vibe energy and, we, you know, we're feeling energised and things are flowing, that's when things, we create things, mm. you know, because everything in life is a source of energy and a frequency and a vibration. But if we're always feeling tired or pushing or feeling stressed, then we're blocking that new flow of income or, um, you know, new clients or whatever it is that you're doing in your business. So really interesting when we sort of work with this concept of energy it is i mean and i've it's it's interesting that you say that because it was i noticed that i had peaks and troughs in my energy and i usually associate it with the moon yeah i know that a couple of days before the full moon everything gets a bit hinky and then it's like a big release when the full moon happens and i'm like all cool and on track again but i'd never associated it with my menstrual cycle why don't know because <laughs> it's not something we talk about yeah it, and these these topics are topics that we you know traditionally we're like the bread and butter of you know the tribe or yeah, the yeah. community but as western society we've lost a lot of that knowledge and i mean it's slowly starting to come back um now because you know we're moving into age of aquarius like Yay! you know like moving more into the divine feminine because mm. really we do need to honor the energy of the moon and so yeah the moon and the menstrual cycle are quite often linked it depends because obviously not everyone bleeds on the full moon or the new moon it, it, it shifts and changes and, and the moon cycle is not exactly 28 days 
No. Um, it's roughly a 29-ish. Yeah, as I've learned And the same with your menstrual, your menstrual cycle, some women plead every 25 or 26 days and some is every 35 days. Mm. And then some people are irregular, which obviously then there's other things going on that need to be dealt with because our menstrual cycle is really the, tells us our health as women. So if you're not bleeding or it's irregular, then that's like a, a, a signal your body is telling you that something's not quite right too. Mm. Mm. But yeah, the, it, so so the moon obviously has a very similar concept. It has that sort of autumn, you know, summer, spring and winter. But it depends obviously where the moon is and where you're bleeding as how that correlates. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's really, really interesting. And then if you're not bleeding, you follow the moon as if it was your menstrual cycle. So I'll new remember. moon, yeah, new moon is like um, your bleeding week. So it's like your winter phase. And then full moon is actually when you quite often have you can have more energy, but for some people, it can be the opposite. It's um, more like your ovulation phase. Um, but every moon also is linked with a different zodiac. Mm. And if the planets are changing, like we've just come out of Mercury retrograde, that can all play. We have with... no retrogrades at the moment. Yay! No, we don't. Thank goodness. <laughs> Nine weeks or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> that can play havoc with women's because women is we're yin linked with the moon moon is yin so yeah. that's why we um quite often feel the shifts and changes with the energy of the moon plus the first calendar was invented for the moon for us bleeding which is really mm. cool too mm. um yeah so i'm really passionate about teaching women these sort of old traditional ancient i suppose rituals or or wit or knowledge that we just lost yeah just because of, I think because of the medicalization of, of everything to do with the body and, and, you know, I read a thing the other day that was like, why were we not listening to the witches? Why were we burning them? Why were we not burning the people that burned the witches? Um, because they were the, the, the holders of the knowledge and the, the ancient wisdom. And because of this overrun of power, masculine power, no offence to the men in my life, but because of the overrun of masculine power, we lost all that. And, and if we stayed living in this beautiful feminine energy, the world would look so different now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the beautiful quote, you know, you give men knowledge, they keep it, and you give it to women and, you know, they change the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Um, but I said to my daughter, um, Indigo, who's 10, so just on the cusp of all of this yeah. big change in her life, you and her brother, you are the generation that will change the world. Yeah. I have faith now that it's going to change now. So, um, right. Oh, so <laughs> since the beginning of your kinesiology business, how has it evolved? So obviously you're focusing on menstrual cycles and that. How has your business evolved and, and what are the signs to you that it was to change over the last four or five years yeah so obviously i started um you know like we heard everything in business like we start one thing and then we try it didn't work does work don't really love it want it you know yeah i started just with kinesiology sessions just um and if you don't know what kinesiology is because a lot of people still have no idea what kinesiology is it's basically muscle testing so yes, for those yeah, of you yeah. um tapping into your inner blueprint your inner DNA, because everything you have ever done said your body remembers. And so quite often what will happen if you have an upset stomach, for instance, or you have an overwhelmed sense of anxiety all the time um, or any type of symptom or sign, I basically tap into your body and say, okay, what's going on? What is it that we need to bring this body back into harmony because the body always wants to find this equilibrium this balance it always wants us to be calm and relaxed and healthy um, and when it's out of balance it needs some guidance and sometimes we need to go back in the past and heal some things or sometimes it's something in the present sometimes it's related to meridian or a chakra sometimes you have to let go of something or have a conversation with your boss it really the world is your oyster when it comes to whatever it is that it that needs balancing but your body basically is the container that's going to tell us 
And then I use kinesiology to find out what the root cause is and the answer. So I started off just with my one-to-one clients, working probably still predominantly with women and children, um, with whatever they would come to me with, because kinesiology can be used for almost absolutely anything. So I didn't really have a niche when I started. Um, And even now, I probably, while I do work a lot with women and their self-care, quite often women come to me probably because they're burnt out and anxious or their menstrual cycle has gone haywire or their health has gone haywire because that's most, quite often you end up with people who have had a similar journey to you. Yeah. Life attracts like that's yep. just how the world revo- that's just it's, how energy works. When you describe your target audience, invariably you're describing yourself, by the Quite way. Because <laughs> we want to yeah. help people like ourselves, we have an empathy. Yeah. You know, so. people like who couldn't sleep when you know, like because I had a with my chronic fatigue, you know, I went through all this stuff where I wasn't sleeping and then I had parasites that were really bad. I've had digestive issues um, that were really, really bad and allergies. I had them as a kid really bad, you know, food sensitivities. So, you know, then my menstrual cycle went haywire for a few years when I went off the pill and was sick. So like, yeah, I just get this influx, you get these clients that come to you. So starting with one-to-ones and then I... I personally um, was doing restorative yoga as part of my own healing process. And I just fell in love with it, yin and restorative yoga and yoga nidra meditation. So that's what happened next. I went and became a yoga teacher. Yay! <laughs> and learned meditate, you know, did meditation training and learned about yoga nidra because sometimes while kinesiology is great, we still need to do the self-care aspect outside of our sessions. And so this was something that I could give to my clients, whether I was teaching or whether it was a weekly class. So it did start off with like weekly classes and teaching in yoga studios, which then went to like workshops and then retreats. And now I have my alone living membership, which is kind of encompassing a lot of everything. <laughs> All the things. Yes, All the modalities. Weekly online classes, rest and restore classes and yoga nidra and meditation. There's women's circles there's moon circles i give a lot of information about the menstrual cycle and aligning it and how you can work more in harmony with the seasons and the moon um and then energy tips and and all and above so that's kind of my journey i just kind of you kind of get one thing start one thing and then it leads to something else and then leads to something else um yeah so it's been a really beautiful just sort of synchronizing flow I think for me a natural transition from just one-to-ones to to, you know workshops and retreats um, and now into my membership so that's 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 the freedom of being being working for yourself isn't it yeah well you do have the freedom to be like I love this and I love that and I'm just gonna sort of create a mix together yeah, and because you get to a point with one-to-ones where you can only see so many people. Yeah. And so I really started my membership this year because I don't have to be just in Gippsland mm. or just in Melbourne. And the same with my online sessions. Like, it's now universal. Yeah. <laughs> if you love what I do and it's your thing, then you can access me anywhere. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting because um, I've spoken to you previously about my daughter's uh, um, well, my kids chronic, I have a chronic digestive condition. Um, and a kinesiologist was the first person who ever picked it. Indigo was four weeks old and he, we call him the wizard, but anyway, he put his hands on Indigo and said, this child has a digestive problem. And we're like, whatever, you know, crazy old Bernie. Turns out he was right. So I'm like, I think I need Alana in my life because none of the kinesiologists down here deal with digestive so it's really interesting now i think this 2020 um the year that was has forced a lot of us to look online for things that we would traditionally go oh i have to see this person in person and because as you say energy is universal that that ever it's forced a lot of businesses to evolve online and it's great because people like me who are rural i don't have to drive three hours to come and see you now so that's amazing yeah and you know like last night we actually had our monthly women's circle um and a lot of them were saying i'm so grateful you know i had people in Inverloch 
and you know there's one in the US and you know like they're like I'm so like COVID obviously you know it wasn't horrible a lot of us but there's a lot of good that came out of it where Mm. we can connect regardless of where we are Mm. like I, I mean I'm used to working online but um, it really has opened up a lot more clients to being, okay, you know, I can do Zoom, I can work out the tech, because tech can be a real barrier to people. And, and they realise that they can form genuine human connections through, through video and through Zoom and through having conversations with people. So, and you can be, you know, I've done joint meditations on a Zoom, slightly weird the first time you do them, but you get used to just sitting there and, and, almost feeling vulnerable I think when you meditate because it is such an inner thing that I think everyone's in their own space that it doesn't matter you know you don't feel self-conscious after a little while yeah and I mean it just depends on the facilitator sometimes and the I mean the, the beauty with zoom or whatever you know tech device you're using for joint classes is you can turn your camera turn off video <laughs> <laughs> I never remember to do that I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed <laughs> possibly drooling <laughs> So obviously your your energy demands in your work are quite high and, and then you've had a chronic um, chronic illness. And so how do you manage your life as an entrepreneur yeah. and the demands of that? Yeah, well, obviously I've had, well, I've learned through my own past. Um, and, you know, it's it, sometimes it's interesting, like you, you go through a chronic fatigue episode or an illness episode or a burnout or whatever it is that happens because everyone's journey is a bit different. Yeah. But it's really easy to eventually sort of, oh, I'm getting to that place again. But for me, I, I start my day giving to me. Like, and as women, because a lot of women are mums. Mm or wives, you know, or they're looking after sick parents, you know, we're nurturers, we're givers, Mm. give to you first. Even if it means getting up half an hour earlier, which some of you might cringe, I'm a morning person, so it doesn't bother me at all. And if, if, if you're not a morning person, maybe it's like, you know, last thing you do at at night time, but whatever it is I've found is just find some time in your day, make it that non-negotiable and give to yourself. And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. So, Mine is usually I do like a 10-minute meditation or I'm just journaling a few things like gratitude because um, that just, it just, re, it's just one thing I, I found that it fills my cup. Yeah. And then I quite often walk in the morning because not only does, I'm looking out the window while I'm doing this, the, the light first thing in the morning helps to get your circadian rhythms going. Yeah. So if you have issues with sleeping or getting up in the morning, get outside because it will naturally get your uh, cortisone going, uh, cortisol levels going um, that wakes you up. So that's a tip as well. So I find if I walk in the morning, I am prone also to anxiety at times. It just keeps that at bay. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, I really feel the dip. So um, our energy, our cortisol levels slowly rise to lunchtime. Then we have the dip where most people want a coffee or sugar. Chocolate. Yep, which is never a great thing for our blood sugar. And especially if you have cycle issues. Um, and then it sort of comes up and then obviously down again before we go to bed. So I quite often in that afternoon between sort of 2.30 and 4, I might do a meditation in that time. So a 20 minute yoga nidra quite often or a half an hour yoga nidra or read a book or do a bit of a yoga session. I literally almost block out an hour um, and I try not to see clients. It doesn't mm. always happen. I usually do like morning, have a, a, a longer lunch break and then some in, 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 in the afternoon and the evening. Um, so it's basically I've made myself care as part of my business lifestyle because otherwise I find you do burn that candle Mm. really quickly. And a lot of women um, who often come and work with me, whether it's their corporate job or whether it's their own business um, or even a mum, there's just not enough of that them time. No, I can testify to that. And it doesn't have to be like people like, well, I don't have time. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. You know, that 20 minutes, that pause power 
can be just enough to give you what you need to make dinner or, you know, for the clients or whatever it is. Mm. Because, yeah, we end up being the ones who come last. Mm. Always. And it's interesting because you say that it dips around 2.30. That's when I leave for school pickup. But yeah. my kids have been on the school bus. So I'm suddenly here at 2.30 and I go, I'm tired now. So I will, I will do a meditation. I'll start, I start, normally I start my day at, you know, with a meditation, just short one. And then if I start to feel that dip at 2.30 ish, I'll, I'll do another meditation and that'll give me the pickup. But it's weird yeah. how being, you think it would make you more tired, but it does the opposite. I'm like hungry, meditate, <laughs> tired, meditate, <laughs> cranky, yeah. meditate. And if meditation isn't your jam or you're not into or you you think you have to quiet your mind, which is not what my meditation is, maybe doing a guided meditation. Yeah, and the I, reason I mainly teach yoga nidra is because it is a sleep-based meditation which takes you into those deep sort of dream sleep states, which is like a three-hour nana nap in 30 minutes. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But if that's not your jam, you know, maybe you just go for a gentle stroll out. It's basically just taking a self-care rest break mm. from work mm. to refuel. So it really doesn't matter what it is. It's, yeah. it's and not eating chocolate or having coffee because your body won't thank you for, you for that in the long run. <laughs> I can't do coffee after midday. Occasionally I have dark chocolate with almonds, which I think is yeah, which it, in, my, in my brain is a health food. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's a daily thing, then maybe not, no. but um, I can't drink coffee. That, that's how sensitive I am. Yeah, um, I did get to crazy. that point. Then I had children and it mm. just it added, amped up that fatigue. So I always just have the one coffee a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for caffeine for me because I'm like, don't sleep. Um, so what does a great day in the office look like for you? You've talked about how you integrate self-care, but, yeah. you know, favourite ways to work and things. So it was probably teaching like a yoga class or a meditation or a workshop in my, for, my, for my members in my membership. I'm so, oh, you probably can tell by my face if you're watching the video, but I'm really passionate about it. that. So that just really lights me up. And then obviously seeing some one-to-one -one clients, Obviously, my self-care will be in there too. And then just reading something new. I love learning. Mm. As I was always, not necessarily as a child, had my nose in a book, but I just love learning new things, like new ways of living. I'm a big foodie. Like I love trying new recipes, um, finding new efficient ways to do things, just health, well-being, mindset, spiritual, like everything. I just, I love learning. So probably taking an hour, you know, half an hour to maybe read something as well. So that's kind of probably my great day. It's my your, yay. Studio. Studio. <laughs> I'm here. I'm doing my thing. It's funny how um, before I worked for myself, I would be like, oh, Sunday, I don't want to work. Oh, so stressed. And now I'm like, yay, work. I get yeah, to work. Yay. <laughs> because it becomes your part. Well, and it can be at our detriment. And this is another thing. It can thing be. Because we love what we, like, I've had to create very healthy boundaries. And this is probably, you're probably very similar. Because yeah. you do love what you, you, you do. That, oh, I'll just work this Sunday. Or, yeah. oh, I'll just do this on the but Sunday. Just a couple of hours. Just a couple of hours. Yeah. And your family don't see you all day because you're like, what oh, time? I'm all right. No, I'm all right. And they're like, can you, can we do something? Yeah. Boundaries are key. Yes. Absolutely key. And it's also, uh, that's about managing expectations in a business as well. Because if you're responding to people's emails on Sundays, um, they're like, hey, she's in the office. I might just give her a ring, flicker a text. And, yeah, and then it all, that creep. And that's when the burnout happens. Yeah, absolutely. When it starts getting to all the all the life <laughs> yeah and I've had to kind of learn that the hard way because sometimes I'm like just email me you know like with my clients if you ever got any issues just email me or just Facebook message me and then the next thing I know you are just stupid hours of the day boundaries big boundaries. One. boundaries and as women I feel like we need to be tougher on them even more so because we quite often have the burden of not only our businesses or our careers, we have it at home. Mm. 
Mm. Which is and why I, the self-care I always put in my day because otherwise it would never happen. I was listening to a, a, a podcast. It was not related to, to women necessarily. Tyson, I can't remember, but he wrote Sand Talk anyway. And I want to read this book. He's an Aboriginal guy and he's telling all these stories. Anyway, and he was talking about how how frustrating he finds it that school is now in home and that was like the last place that women had where they could relax and it was their sanctuary and he's like now we've got school there we've got work there and it's like it's just adding these burdens onto women in in what was their their sort of their one place where they could be like oh and now it's like i've got to you know i've got to turn up on zoom but it's really interesting to hear it from a man's perspective anyway completely off tangent i love that well i'm it was on big ideas with paul barclay on radio national it'll be on their podcast with tyson i can't remember his name sand talk sand sand talk yes sand talk i keep saying sand lines because i keep getting song lines and sand talk mix up anyway very interesting man very funny so what tools do you use in your business to help you be productive? Well, you probably can guess one of them. Let <laughs> me think. Zoom? <laughs> well, if we're talking actual business tools, yes, yeah. I obviously use Zoom. Zoom <laughs> <It> is life. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I'm, a, I'm a planner. If it's not on my to-do list, I'm a write-everything-down person. Me too. I'm a, yeah, I, I just, that really keeps me on track. I also, my business is structured in alignment with my menstrual cycle. That's basically, that's probably my biggest productivity is I really give myself permission to not push myself a couple of days before my period and probably the first four days of my bleed. Um, and that has worked so well for my energy. Like, I feel like if I don't do that, then I do struggle throughout the rest of the, the, that, that month. Mm. And when I do give myself that, that breathing space, I have so much more energy during the month. It's really miraculous. So that's probably a tool as well. So planning, to-do lists. Um, and recently I have a VA. <laughs> Yay. I haven't given her as much as I would like to yet, um, especially help with my Facebook groups because I have a group for my membership and then I have a free group as well. Um, and then my podcast. So mm. just helping with some of the editing and uploading and those kinds of things. But you do get to a point where you realise you can't be a solepreneur anymore. And I think you are probably <laughs> very similar. We've had that conversation. Yes, delegation needs to be done. And it's really hard for me because I'm... Um, I'm a bit of a control freak. A bit. Mm. I am too. And yeah. I'm like, I want everything done a certain way, but it's about expectations, isn't it? Yeah. So they're probably my biggest productivity tools is, um, yeah, just, I don't think if you don't plan, you kind of just feel like you're going everywhere. Mm. Um, you know, like I have a day for admin and social media and writing newsletters and those kinds of things. And then my client day. So I have days for things mm. and I find that if I just do them when they're supposed to be done, then I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Plans I, obviously I, don't always go to plan, no. but <laughs> yeah, having some kind of structure has, because I did when I first started, I just was doing things and it wasn't yeah. working. So and I find you've got to be in a headspace for stuff. Like I block out Mondays and Fridays. Mondays I'm always a bit tired. Not that I do anything on weekends. Maybe you've had the kids. But I've got kids, you know. And then Fridays I like to be really creative. I know Fridays is like peak creativity. Um, and then I do client work. Like I'll do client work on Monday and Friday, but I don't do podcasts and I don't do one-to-ones and I don't do um, all the other things that I need to do in my business involving zoom um i only do them tuesday wednesday thursday and i found that's really those boundaries and knowing that i've got a day either end where i'm not going to be right in and out of meetings like today i'm in meetings for three four hours on zoom and i'm like and you've got to be like really focused yeah so yeah and you yeah. can preserve your energy absolutely and i am actually shifting up 
I was doing clients like Tuesdays, Fridays and some Saturday mornings and some Thursday afternoons. Whereas from April, Thursday, Fridays and two Saturday mornings are my client days because I need it. And because I now do have a podcast and I have the membership, like I have to, that all has to be slotted in somewhere too. Mm -hmm. And I'm more like, these are like admin sort of that sort of work and because it, it's a different energy than my it client is. work and it you is. would probably find it similar mm. you know I'm using a different type of energy um so yeah I it's I suppose knowing how you work and what energy needs what and then slotting that into your weeks and then for me also into my menstrual cycle and for some of you maybe the moon <laughs> yeah. well maybe it wasn't the moon all along um but it's interesting that you use the word compassion earlier. And I think when we work for ourselves, we do have a tendency to push and push and push. And you do need to be kind to yourself. You do need to show yourself kindness and compassion. And self-care isn't just, you know, bubble bars and getting a massage. It is about going, all right, just, just go easy on yourself in terms of your energy and, and work out ways to conserve your energy because it's all coming from you. Mm. And, and we need to be kind to ourselves and we're often not. Yeah. And a lot of women don't understand the difference between self-maintenance and self-care. I don't <laughs> because, do any self-maintenance. <laughs> well, self-maintenance can be things like exercise and eating healthy. And that can take up a lot of energy when self-care is really about nourishing what your soul needs. Mm, I do do self-maintenance then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like the self-care is the compassion maybe a bubble bath, you know, maybe mm. just an afternoon to just breathe. Or read a book. Yeah, like it's the simple, Without small, guilt. yeah, the simple, small, soul-nourishing things. That's mm. really self-care. Yeah. We've got confused because the word gets thrown out all the time. A lot of what we're doing is self-maintenance, which takes energy. <laughs> we need the things that are going to fuel it. Yeah, yeah, which is... I mean, so many women carry a lot of guilt, especially mums. Mum guilt is oh, a constant, yeah. unrelenting thing. Um, so, and I think that, yeah, I, I really, because I, occasionally I'll just, I'm just take Monday off and I can never do it because I'm always like, oh, I should be doing, oh, I should be doing that. And, and that guilt. So maybe I'll take Monday. Oh no, Mondays is public holiday. <laughs> I was going to say start, you know, and even if you just start small, I quite often say with my clients, all right, so this is the overall goal, taking a Monday off, you know, just pop one in once a month, like not every, obviously it wouldn't happen every Monday, but you know, and then commit to it. Mm. And don't feel guilty. Do it. <laughs> guilt when you're free. doing whatever you want to do. <laughs> because that will refuel you and once you're refueled you'll be so interested how this flows on into your business mm. when you have that day off oh my god you've just got that a new client email or oh my god someone just sent you a proposal or you got a podcast interview just things just happen when you look after yourself mm. and women are so amazed that when i have that power pause quite often that is what i needed in order for everything else to just start to flow mm. but it's the one thing we find the hardest to do yes. It is so hard. Um, so one of the things, this is a, another energetic question, but one of the things that affects every entrepreneur, I know, and one of the questions I always ask is, um, what are your methods to um, overcome imposter syndrome and, and the bad days in business? Because we all have them, but we just don't see them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do have bad days. I had one yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you are unwell. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I haven't been well either, but I just... And quite often my imposter days happen the week before I bleed or the week I do bleed because um, that's just what happens with our emotions. They're quite often tied in. But I think for me, I just have to come back to my centre. I have to just ground because when I'm – imposter quite often comes up for me more also with this sense of feeling that maybe I haven't given enough or I'm comparing Mm, yeah comparing is always for me the symptom um and so i usually just have to kind of stop my thought process so which can be how much of what i'm telling myself is true yeah. which can be really hard if you don't have the awareness of your inner critic your, your inner voice but i would say 
start really questioning how true are the things you're telling yourself. And usually I'm like, delete, 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 or whoa, <laughs> stop it. Like I have to literally have a moment of it's okay. This isn't necessarily real. <laughs> isn't it weird? The thoughts in your head are actually not real. Yes. We're not our thoughts. No. You know, and we're not really our feelings. They're just energy demanding motion. They just want to be felt and released, which quite often happens with bad days. We're feeling anxious or feeling this sense of imposture or um, overwhelmed or guilt or grief or whatever it is. You know, just take a moment to sit in that. Because once you sit in it for five or 10 minutes or be with the feeling, and sometimes it's a physical sensation, maybe constricted throat or butterflies in belly or tight chest. Once you breathe and sort of are with it, it usually will just go, okay. To see you then. Bye. You know what it's about. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, and bad days, I, I just come back to that compassion again. I go, you know what? Let's just figure out what it is an absolute has to be today. And I just let the other things go because we do have bad days. We do. Yesterday I was supposed to do a whole, like I'm moving email systems and I was going to be doing all of that sort of jam. And I went, I can't do that today. I just, I don't have the energy. I'm not feeling myself. I'm going to do all these other little things that I can do with my eyes closed that still needed to be done this week. Mm. And then I let it go. Yeah. And then that's it. Went on the couch and in the afternoon and, you know, watched the, an episode of Netflix and just <laughs> sometimes that's, what, that's what, the, what we actually need to do. Yeah, we do. Instead, we quite often, you know, strive through and the guilt or the, the mindset, yeah. the emotions are worse than just letting, you know. That's a difficult surrendering. thing to do. Surrender. It is really hard. It's surrendering to the fact that, oh, I feel shit. Oh, you're allowed to say shit on my podcast <laughs> i feel crappy today i i'm anxious you know i may be comparing myself maybe i'm feeling like an imposter um that's okay it's fine it's today is i'm gonna just be with it and you know what tomorrow's a new day mm. tomorrow you'll feel heaps better if you go and lie on the couch and watch firefly lane for a couple of hours <laughs> <laughs> or you know just change up Remember, we all have choices each and every day. We can, we have that permission to change up our to-do list or that permission. And we, we, we run our own businesses for a reason. Exactly. We, we run our businesses for this, for these days. And yet it's the hardest thing that we do, what we find <laughs> to do. No guilt. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Some of you showing up when you need to show up, let it go. And it's interesting it's probably also, you know, just coming back to that why and that mission. Like, I'm not an imposter because I'm here to serve mm. your clients, you know, or, you know, and, you know, even if you have a product based business, you know, your products serve your clients or mm. whatever it is that you do, you're just sharing your gifts. So that's what you have to remember. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm. So you obviously have your membership. Um, how do you maintain your sense of community? Especially, this is especially important, I think, at the moment, post-2020, when we couldn't do meetups and networking and things. Not that I do that out here, but anyway, you grown-up people in the city do. <laughs> you still do, but you do it in other ways, like I do. Facebook groups. Yeah. You know, women in Business Facebook groups. Yeah, I've got um, a lot of those. Yeah, and, you know, having Zoom catch-ups, especially with COVID, with someone who has a business or even just girlfriends, like creating like girls night out on Zooms. For on Zoom, done a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, like they're really, and that's why I have my membership because I want to really create this sense of female connection mm. and why we have the women's circles and the moon circles is, yeah, it's about the energy of the moon and some of you might be like, that's a bit woo-woo, but really it's just about a time to reflect mm. and let go. Mm. So, and a time to create a tribe of women that you can say, I'm having a sh shitty day. I'm having a shit. We've already, the shit's out the bag now. You can keep saying it. <laughs> I'm having a shitty day. And you can just put it on Facebook, you know, in, in the group or the community. And people are like, you know, just. It's okay. For you. Thank you. And it's that whole, 
are we are we being empathetic or are we problem solving which one do you want and that's a really good question to ask when someone goes i'm having a shitty day okay do you want the problem solved or do you just want me to listen yeah and sometimes it could be a combination of both yeah because quite often when you're writing a post like that you don't even know what you need or <laughs> yeah. want. i'm venting <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think it's you know i rebooted my uh, energy shift facebook group at the start of covid last year for that sense of female connection and feeling like women had a place to be seen and heard and you know positive affirmations every day and all these kinds of things um but I mean, it's starting to come back into the physical form as well, which is nice. So I suppose it's making, I just make it, a pro, you know, make sure I have one or two or three things a month where I'm either catching up with a friend or, you know, catching up someone in my network groups, um, whether it's live or virtually, to maintain that sense of community because mm. we're really hardwired for connection. We are. And chatting. We and female it. connection. <laughs> yeah especially in business, um, but not even in business, just in general, is really important. And it's one of these rituals um, where we talk about some of these topics and themes like menstruation or menopause or, you know, whatever it is that got lost that we still don't really talk about but is really important. It's weird, isn't it? So what are your tips, obviously, um, specifically for women across the world, smart women in business? Well, <laughs> I'm going to come back to self-care is should be number one because you won't thrive in your business if you're not thriving on the inside. And put structure around it. Yeah, create those healthy boundaries. Um, and, you know, also perhaps, you know, doing some of that inner work a little bit too if you do have the imposter or the guilt mum guilt or the taking a day off guilt because there's something there that's blocking yeah. that yeah yeah so important um, yeah and everything as we've been saying in life is a form of energy so yeah allowing yourself to do those things that will allow you to be that most high vibed authentic self that you can be each and every day. And that usually comes down to looking after you mm. first. So, yeah. Awesome. That would probably be my tips. They'd be your tips. So how can listeners find out more about you and your work, Alana? All right. So I'm on social media. So Instagram and Facebook is ilanak.kinesiology. Yes. Um, my website is www.alanakay.com.au. Um, my Align Living membership is on there as well. I have the Energy Shift podcast and the Energy Shift community Facebook group. But basically, if you head to my website, you'll find everything and anything that you're needing. Brilliant. And I'll link it in the show notes. I yeah. say down there because I'll be down there. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Alana. It was my absolute pleasure. And I'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Smart Women of Business podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe.